Welcome to Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, we do a half repost, half new episode talking about the things we want to see stick around at Disney World and the things we want to see come back as Disney moves back to its new normal. Final episodes of this podcast at DisneyDeciphered.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you find podcasts. And we'd really appreciate it if you leave us a positive review. If you'd like to support the podcast, check us out on Patreon.com slash DisneyDeciphered where you receive bonus content. Or you can support the podcast at no cost to you by using me as your travel agent. Whether you want to book Disney World, Disneyland, or Disney Cruise Line, I can do all the hard work for you. Get started today by emailing Chung at TravelMission.net. If you have any questions for the podcast, you can email us DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, tweet at us at WDWDeciphered on Twitter, or find us on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As the Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes. And welcome back to Disney Deciphered. We are going to update a little bit about what's going on. Universal has pretty much gone back to normal, and Disney is well on its way going there. And Leslie and I needed a little bit of a break, so we thought it would be a good time to revisit our episode about Disney World's temporary changes that we want to see become permanent, just because it does feel like, for better or for worse, things are moving back towards quote-unquote normal or the new normal. So we want to talk about that, but we didn't want to just completely repackage the old episode. So we're going to update you on some things, talk about some new things we've thought of in terms of Disney World changes that we'd like to see or not see before we get to it. But Leslie, why don't you update us really quickly? You know, what has Universal done to move things pretty much to as normal as they've ever been? So masks are gone on anybody who is vaccinated. That is the rule technically, but in terms of practical application, Universal is not verifying vaccinations. So people can take masks off indoors now as well as out if they're vaccinated. I haven't heard anything yet about how that applies to kids because obviously, you know, you see a little kid and you know that that child is too young to be vaccinated. And I don't know sort of what's going on on the ground? Are they sort of essentially being overlooked or are people still masking their kids? I mean, that's the million dollar question right now, right? I am going to go out on a limb and say that no one is going to make a huge deal about children. It's just going to be way too much bad PR. I don't think the team members at Universal uh, want to deal with that. So that's my guess, um, but don't know for sure as this change happened yesterday. So I guess we'll see in the upcoming days. But over at Disney, although they have not matched Universal's new mask optional policy yet. And we should mention that masks are not like outlawed or anything like that. It's just that it's not uh, something that's required indoors anymore at Universal. Disney has not matched that yet, but our expectation or my guess, you know, I have a trip in August. I'm already mentally trying to figure out how my family and my extended family would be able to or not be able to deal with an updated policy at Disney because we expect Disney to do the same thing. I mean, they haven't said anything yet, but it's tough to see them sticking with the same policy for the next two months, you know, as it regards to my trip with Universal having made its change. But Disney has made a lot of other moves back towards normalcy. The Skyliner, we are seeing parties sharing cabins again, Rise of the Resistance. They've taken away all social distancing markers. They're filling in pretty much all the available space in the pre-shows and the mid-shows and all that distance marker on transportation, like the ferries, monorails, all that has gone away. So sooner rather than later, I think Disney World, at least in terms of how they are doing crowds and crowd control, is going to look very much like it used to. So like we said, since things at Disney are pretty much almost back to normal, we are going to do a replay of an old show that we did about what we want to see stick around after the pandemic is over, even though it's not quite over yet. However, we wanted to 
do some updates and not have a completely rehashed episode. So let's talk a little bit about what do we want to see come back that's been missing. So Leslie, what's something that has gone away during the pandemic that you want to see come back? I really want to see fast pass or some cut the line kind of strategy come back because the lines are getting too long for standby for those of us who have spent our lives hacking the lines and not waiting in lines. It's starting to kind of stink. So they need to have some way for people who are willing to sort of invest either the money or the time or the skill to dodge some more of the lines because I am questioning, I have to say, whether I will be going to both Disney World and Disneyland as capacity continues to tick up. I mean, I'm going to Disneyland in in mid-June, but it's getting close to my personal breaking point. Yeah, and we should point out that there are very reasonable minds that are happy with FastPass being gone. They don't mind waiting 20 to 25 minutes per attraction. They were not crazy on their phones, always glued to my Disney experience or MaxPass, getting FastPass after FastPass. And we understand and we respect that view, but that is not us. FastPass represented a real advantage for us in the parks and touring with our kids. And so that's why we want to see it back. That's right. All right, Joe, what would you like to see back at Disney World right now? So regardless about how I feel about Disney World's social distancing policies, in my mind, if Disney World is going to be packing everyone into the Skyliner, packing everyone into Rise of the Resistance, these are places that are indoors. If Disney is going to be doing that, to me, there's no excuse to not bring back nighttime spectaculars because if you are removing social distancing from everything then what reasoning do you have scientifically or logically to not pack people in for a nighttime spectacular so i want to see the fireworks come back if i'm going to give up my social distancing i want something back in return and i want to see happily ever after i want to see harmonious i want to see the star wars spectacular at hollywood studios bring back phantasmic bring back all these things if you're going to get rid of social distancing let us have our fireworks Totally, totally agree because, yeah, the, the safety excuse is is gone and the only excuse Disney has left is <laughs> cost. <laughs> and, yeah, if I'm going to be paying full price for a Disney World vacation and crammed in with people again, then I need the full experience. I'm totally with you on that. And, again, we're not unreasonable people. We recognize that it's going to take a while to ramp up with cast members and testing and all that, but in a reasonable amount of time we would like to see these things back now i know that disneyland is not getting back to normal as fast as disney world is uh, or universal has necessarily but even in the short amount of time disneyland has been open are there any things that you want to see stick around even when things go back to whatever the new normal is going to be Yes. And the one thing I really want to see stick around, but I guess I'm not holding my breath, is the designated dining areas that have been added all over the parks. There are benches, extra benches, there are extra tables with umbrellas and all sorts of strategic locations. And and I think this was because the state of California had a theme park guideline that said you couldn't remove your mask unless you were eating or drinking actively. So so Disneyland just designated all these spots as as dining areas to then, you know, allow them to be places where people could take off their masks. But the result was it gave you tons of seating for, you know, you grabbed a churro or just needed a water break or, you know, your kids just needed to sit down. There was just a lot more seating. And I'm not convinced that 
it will be able to stick around at least not fully just because it does jam up walkways and as capacity increases i don't think they'll be able to keep a lot of them especially like along the rivers of america that's just prime walking space and an already tight area but i hope they keep some of them even just the park benches because they took a lot of them out in the lead up to star wars galaxy's edge opening to sort of help with massive crowd flow they took a lot of seating areas out and there weren't enough so they've gone the complete other direction so so maybe we'll at least get a happy medium in the end yeah it's going to be interesting to see as capacities and things ramp up we have seen all over the place as travel has been ramping up just a lot of friction a lot of negative interactions happening so i do hope that disney does a ramp up that is at a slow enough pace that they're able to handle the larger crowds and what is coming with that because we see people punching flight attendants on southwest and stuff like that like right now as people are getting back into travel again it's not necessarily pretty out there so i think having things like these benches that improve the user experience is going to help smooth out some of these potential issues Absolutely. It's a little crazy out there right now. I mean, I'm super excited that travel is making a comeback and Disney's making a comeback, but it does feel very volatile at this moment. Yes. If you are, uh, and this is speaking to myself as well, as we get back to traveling more this summer, we need to remind ourselves not to be jerks. Okay. We are all getting used to this together. Indeed. Well said, Joe. And speaking of which, it has been a very tiring spring. So Leslie and I are going to put in some of our episode from the past where we talked about Disney World temporary changes that we want to see stick around. I've edited it a little bit, like taking out things like hand-washing stations. They're already gone. We wanted to see them stick around, but they're gone, so it's too late. But uh, we are going to play that. I'm going to go enjoy this 45-degree Memorial Day weekend weather, and then we'll be back with Disney Do's and Don'ts, a new one, uh, before the end of the episode. Today, what we're going to do is, you know, we are going to take some of these changes that Disney has implemented temporarily and talk about which ones we'd like to see become permanent because, you know, there's a lot of changes. Disney World obviously looks very different right now. And of course, we're going to be realistic, right? You know, it's easy to say that we want to see low crowds forever, but that's just not realistic. So we're going to take seven changes today that we think Disney could and we hope they would implement permanently. So let's get started, Leslie. What's the first thing that we've seen Disney change for these COVID-19 times that we'd like to see them make permanent? So my favorite change, and this is my, again, my Disneyland bias showing, is the 60-day dining reservations. I rarely plan Disney World vacations 180 days in advance or certainly don't have my strategy and my you know park touring plan sketched out 180 days in advance. And so I'm never getting like the primo, primo dining reservations. So I really love the 60-day. I think it is plenty of time for people to make their plans, but, you know, and get some of the the best reservations, but not have to just like make a year of their life about planning Walt Disney World. Yeah, I still don't know what that feels like, but I do know that I don't like deciding six months in advance. So I totally agree. That is a change that I definitely like to see stick around. I think there's a good chance that it will. So we will see how that goes. The second change that we want to see, you know, I guess I'll stay on the dining kick and that is the increase of mobile ordering for quick service restaurants right now you can only mobile order and i think as people get used to it it's just a more efficient way to order even though you know like we have lamented that the mobile order lines are going to get longer and we used to use it as a hack to get through lines 
quickly, but still, I think mobile ordering becoming adopted overall permanently is just going to be better, at least for quick service. I know that right now it's, there's some mobile aspects of table service that you probably don't want to see stick around. Is that right, Leslie? I sort of think if you're paying the big bucks for a table service restaurant, you should have the full waiter experience and like a nice menu when it's safe, of course, to touch them. But for for a quick service, for sure, the mobile ordering is so much more efficient and it will only get better as the IT gets better with time. And, and yes, Disney IT, I think, can get better, <laughs> you know, grading on a curve here. But but yeah, I think it will get more efficient. I mean, one of the things that happened at Disneyland when more people started doing mobile order, like say when Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opened, is that it just it was overwhelming the system. But everything does adjust, and people, you know, the demand at certain restaurants evens out, and I think that things will trend in that direction at Walt Disney World as well. Yeah, I definitely think that will be good. So besides dining, you know, what are some other things that we think? we'd like to see stick around permanently. So I really love, based upon what I've seen on videos on Instagram and Twitter, I really love the character cavalcades and all the different parks. It's such, I mean, I'm not much of a parade person, and it's such a sort of mini parade where you don't have all the investment of time and camping out, and you get a lot of the same payoff on a smaller scale, I think. So I think it also will help distribute crowds better long term when they do return more to the park instead of just like having a giant pathway through the parks clogged up with a parade route. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be more realistic in the sense that I feel like they are going to bring back parades. You know, it's just such a I don't know. I'd just be surprised. It's, it's such a quintessential Disney experience. However, I'd still like to see these random character cavalcades or interactions happen, especially, you know, I don't know if you've seen what they've been doing at Epcot, but like Joy and Winnie the Pooh have been like going out on the lawn and just kind of like acting and like playing with a crowd from a very far distance. Like Joy has been pretending to mow the lawn and stuff like that. I don't know if you've seen that, but you know that stuff looks super cute right now. Totally. I've seen a couple of videos of that. And that, I mean, that's so low cost for Disney. They have one character and how many people are being entertained. So yeah, I do hope a lot of those stay. And then of course, there are parks like Animal Kingdom where there really isn't the giant parade situation there. So it brings more life to those parks. Yeah. So, you know, these character interactions, it'd be great to see some of them stick around. You know, I think it could be a both and situation even uh, with the parades coming back when they eventually agreed we want both of them disney we want parades and cavalcades we want it all yes you've been close for four months we're going to be very demanding so whenever uh whenever it is safe to do so of course the next thing that we'd like to see stick around you know i think this is a really big one and i was thinking about it logistically It'll be tricky, but I think they can do it. This multiple release times for the Rise of the Resistance virtual queue and boarding groups, they have changed it so that it's now only twice a day. I think having multiple chances to get boarding groups, but still limiting people to one boarding group per day, you know, I think that's the way to go. It's just going to make the whole entire process less crazy. And even before the pandemic, people were kind of complaining about the whole wake up at 5 a.m. to line up thing and get into the park in time. So, you know, what do you think about the Rise of the Resistance virtual queue? Do you think we might be able to see this happen? 
I sure hope so. This is probably my favorite change because, you know, even though you and I, when we took solo trips, Joe, we could get up at, you know, oh, dark 30 and get our spot in the queue. It's not a realistic strategy for families. They're on their special vacation and, you know, getting the teenagers out of bed that early is really just painful and it kind of wrecks the joy of a vacation for a lot of people. So I think having the multiple release times is better. It distributes crowds better. It actually makes the transportation needs in the morning be more reasonable because there were a lot of people who were having to take Ubers or they would, you know, get to the bus and it would be, you know, it would be full or it wouldn't be running yet. It just a lot of sources of frustration with that early morning release time only. So I love this. I hope this stays. And I do think Disney will use more virtual queues over the course of the next couple of years when new attractions come out. So I hope that this is a permanent adjustment to all of that. Agreed. I think this is a change that we can all get behind, a change that we can all support. All right. What's next? What do you got? All right, Joe. I like the plexiglass. <laughs> you know, I, I don't I, know. I how like many it times... too. I, it, it does not, I mean, obviously we haven't been there, but it doesn't look that bad. No, it doesn't look that bad. I mean, it doesn't really, you, know, you can still see through it in the vast majority of places, and it does separate you from other people. And I don't know how many times, have you ever had a little kid like behind you in line or, you know, across the, the bar from you in line, like grab your leg thinking that you're their mom or dad. I have. So yeah. I like a little separation from other people. To be and fair, I think, I think it, little kids can still grab through the bars, but yeah. Darn it. Darn it. But <laughs> it creates a little more separation. And I think that's nice because I definitely sometimes just feel a little bit claustrophobic at Disney World when crowds are high and having that extra separation and room to yourself is kind of refreshing. So what do you think? Yeah, I agree. And I was actually thinking that, although this is probably not good in terms of the germ situation, but those plexiglass dividers are probably nice to lean on when you're uh, feeling a little bit tired, even when the lines fill themselves back in. And so for some of the attractions, it doesn't look that great. But for a lot of them, it generally fits in. So it's not too bad. For sure. And I do think that that will probably stay up for an extended period of time because... They've they've done all the work to install it. That probably will, will be the last thing that comes down if it ever does come down. Indeed. Uh, the next thing that we want to see stick around is the new security system where you just walk through, you take your metal stuff out, you hold it out in front of you, you don't open your bag, you just walk through. Only if you get called for a secondary screening do they have to go through your bag. It just seems so much more efficient, so much easier, and it's going to eliminate the bottlenecks. So I love this new security system. It's the way that a lot of places already do things and I think uh, it'll be fine. You know, it should be able to, they found those two guns at Epcot this week. So system seems to be working. So, you know, I think we'll be okay with this new security system. For sure. And I always seem to be the person, you know, when I'm trying to pick a line, I pick the wrong person, you know, the, the guy or the girl that is going through every nook and cranny of the bag. So <laughs> that, that uh, differential has now been eliminated, which is great. Yes, I think just being able to go through is going to make such a big, big difference. You know, it's just so stressful getting your stuff together, especially when you have the kids all uh, around. And it's a, a good thing, this new security system. All right. So for our seventh and final change that we want to see Disney implement permanently, I like these staggered park hours, Leslie. 
I think it just makes sense from a logistical standpoint because Disney is going to have to save money. I mean, they're still losing money now with the parks open. Like there's nobody there. They're definitely losing money. So they have to be more efficient with their transportation and all of that. So even when buses don't need to social distance anymore, I think having staggered park hours is going to make things more efficient. And, you know, I think overall also for the traffic in the overall campus, it's just not going to be as bad. So I like these staggered park hours. I also like that, uh, you know, for some parks, you don't have to wake up super early to rope drop if you still want to rope drop. So this whole open at 8, 9, 10, 11, I like it. You know, maybe staggered a little bit less, but if this sticks around, I'd be pretty happy. Yeah, for the most part, I like it too. I mean, I think it presents some real opportunities for Disney to optimize everything, you know, not just the transportation, but the guest flow. And then, you know, and maybe it could present some opportunities down the road for people who really do want to spend 14 or 16 hours in a park to be able to start early in one place and finish really late in another place. I mean, that's one of my biggest frustrations about Walt Disney World is when I go by myself, I want to be in a park a really long time and they all shut kind of early and they all start at kind of the same time. And I could go longer and harder. Not every family could, but I mean, some of the diehard crazies could. So, you know, I do that at Disneyland and I'm not able to do that at Disney World. Yeah, it's only open late in the summer and that's the time that like you cannot stay out that late because even at 11 p.m. in the summer, it's still super hot. So yeah, I'd uh, like to see that stick around. All right. Thank you, past Leslie and Joe. What a wonderful episode. (laughs) Leslie hasn't even listened to it again, so she doesn't even know what she heard. But Leslie, before we get out of here, what is your brand new Disney do or don't for us? So I would say don't get wedded to any of the changes in the parks. Don't fall in love with them because your heart will be broken. (laughs) There's been so much, like we said early in the recording, that is just changing so rapidly. I mean, even if your vacation is just next week and you're expecting something, don't don't fully expect it. I mean, don't make your trip uh, make or break, you know, hang on that thing coming back because... Things are just going to be changing so rapidly in the parks and it's it's so hard to predict what is coming coming down from Disney World, Disneyland, everything. It's it's a lot. Or and air travel. So don't expect anything there either. <laughs> That's right. You can't drink on Southwest anymore. Thanks, punch in the face guy. So that is our kind of updated changes that we want to see stick around after we get to our new normal. If you have anything you want to see stick around, please let us know. DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com at www.deciphered on Twitter or on our Facebook page, DisneyDeciphered. Next week, hopefully, we will get to chat with Leslie about the brand new Avengers Campus, so that's really exciting. Thank you, everyone, for listening and giving us this little break this week. Other than that, Leslie, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me, and I will see you being a good person on the airplane. Because I believe in you, Leslie. Thanks, Joe.